0: Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the E by 3 podcast. I'm Enrique. I'm Evan. And I'm Aaron. And welcome to another episode. Episode number nine. Did I say number nine? Yep. yep. Oh, my God. I'm losing it. I had a long week. I'm sorry. And I'm uh, <laughs> probably going to be dragging ass through this podcast. But I'm excited. I'm pumped. Like always. Something you guys should know is that uh, we kind of always get together and talk about our future podcast ideas. And we tend to go back and pick things that we wanna talk about. So this week is a topic that Mr. Evan wanted to discuss. It's one that is very uh, dear to us um, in regards to the times we're in, especially. Um, So it's kind of how we build our formula for our podcast. And again, we're always looking for people's uh, feedback. And if there's anything you guys want us to discuss, go ahead and uh, hit us up. Uh, Again, we have a Instagram page out there. That's the E by three um podcast it's just like our podcast and you'll find us there so feel free to give us a follow um other than that you guys it's uh it's been a long week we're uh at the end of august going into september uh we're gonna be in a fall i know uh evan's ready for his um starbucks uh pumpkin lattes oh dude mm-hmm. don't even don't even get me started I know you, uh, you're you a basic bitch and you like you, those dude, podcasts.
1: Dude, <laughs> dude, basic bitch all day. Hell yeah. Vanilla milkshakes and, you know, plain plain
0: hamburgers. I don't Make know. Make sure it's uh, soy milk, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. No heavy milk, please. <laughs> He's lactose intolerant. But anyways, you guys want to just go right into the podcast or do we want to discuss anything before we get into it? Oh, well,
1: real quick before we get started. Yeah, go for how, it. how are you guys doing? I'm good. I know you, you said you're dragon ass this week. Oh, doing? I'm dragon ass there? too. You too?
2: I am legit tired, but... You know, I feel like every time we start podcasting, I kind of like regain my energy, and I get into it. And I am coming into this podcast kind of like open minded. I, I don't know what I'm going to contribute, but I, I I'm really interested to ask questions and and kind of learn. I guess with this with this topic. I,
1: I, I think I think you'll have a perspective because yeah. I think I think there's multiple perspectives that we can go go at it from. It it's yeah. not just from. From one side, I'd say.
0: No, definitely. I think the audience is ready. They're eager to find out what we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> Evan, without further ado, do you want to give us the topic for today? Damn. So, uh, may- maybe what I'll do is I'll start off just
1: kind of how I how it came to me that I wanted to talk about this. Proceed, sir. So, um, I'm pretty sure as most of my friends who are listening to the podcast know, and maybe some of you guys out there have picked up. I'm a big nerd. Um, so, it's comic book movies. You know what I mean? Games all day for me when I'm not working. And um, if you uh, folks out there have Disney+, Plus, you'll know that What If has just started. And they had an episode with uh, Black Panther on there. And it's, it was super bittersweet for fans of the medium because obviously the actor that played him is Chadwick Boseman. And this is his final role where he got to play as this character. For the, like He did the movie, but then he also recorded a voice work for the series. So this is his final performance as this character is super bittersweet. And as I was sitting there watching it, I was reminded about how I saw the movie in theater. I was super excited. And um, it's one of the few movies that I've actually teared up in. And when I tried to explain to people who were close to me what made me tear up, I I was surprisingly met with a lot of um, confusion and in the worst cases, even some pushback. And it just made me realize that um, it's just something that I wanted to discuss because I feel like representation in uh, entertainment, whether it's you know games, media, music, whatever, is important. And uh, I wanted to get your guys' take
0: on it and yeah, just discuss it a little bit with you guys. No, definitely. I think I can agree on that, and I can... Uh... Kind of add to that, that, yeah, I, I can see where sometimes someone that may not relate, um, you know, that it doesn't represent them might have a little pushback, especially when media has a history of showing things to you from one side only. Um, my experiences have been mostly when it comes to entertainment as far as movies go, um, even comic books. Um, I used to be a big fan of comics, still am. Not as savvy anymore. Um, kind of a bittersweet story is uh, I, uh, lo- I had a bunch of comic books back when I was young, and then one day they just somehow disappeared. I think they were stolen, and um, I had some really classic ones. Um, like I'm talking about, like some of the first edition Spider Mans, first editions like Uncanny X Men, all this good stuff. Um, and I never found them, but I found a couple of them just recently, so that was kind of nice. But um, point being is that I never grew up actually feeling like anything in movies or comics represented me as a Latino. I always felt like it was just kind of more so Caucasians, you know, like the um, Clark Kent. You know, it's not a very Latino name. And Superman was actually my favorite going on. Um, but there was never a Latino Superman. There was never anything in, on TV that represented our culture or just who I was or how I identified as, um, a Latino male. Um, and, um, it it was always kind of tough because the roles I did see that were portrayed on TV were mostly stereotypical roles of like, you know, the Mexican cholo or something like that. Or Evan had brought it up before the um, podcast, like the teacher, you think of like, um, stand by me, um, things of that nature. There wasn't any, you know, superheroes or, it's just any heroes in general. Um, It was always just kind of like this add-on character or an extra or some thug. Um, And that was kind of discouraging because it didn't feel like Hollywood had a place for us as Latinos. And times have definitely changed. I feel like there's a little bit more now, not as prevalent, um, but it's slowly, I feel like it's slowly kind of getting there. It's going to take some time before, let's say we have a, latino superhero like um black panther um which is amazing it's awesome because that movie was pretty much an all-black cast oh yeah and, and and just the way it was represented too was not your stereotypical things that you would see like something back in like the 1950s or 60s yeah um so that's pretty cool that it's not just leaning towards stereotypes oh, and ahead. it's interesting just just to piggyback off what you were saying of being a kid and kind of noticing it
1: for me it was a little different right like so i remember noticing it as a kid but initially it didn't bother me P- people would bring it to my attention right like if i wanted to mimic something it's all you can't do that right because you know you're black like halloween you, or something like yeah, that exactly. yeah exactly like you you can't do it um and it's just it's just mad interesting to me to to get people's opinions on it because I, I guess when you haven't gone through it, it's just really hard to explain. But for someone like myself or maybe like you, Enrique, like it's super easy to explain. And just, I guess, if I'm, if I'm used to, u- to use uh, Black Panther as an example, um, one of the things that just makes that movie so incredible, and I guess maybe this is like my low-key way to kind of like uh, give tribute to Chadwick Boseman or whatever and nerd out. But one of the things that just makes that role incredible, right, is if you look at some of those superhero films that have come out at the time, or just like you said, hero films in general, um black folks are not always interpreted as being super intelligent right um highly technological right or just logical in general right it's it's, it's a lot of um hood prevailed you know what i mean like like right. there's like there's like a, there's like a there's
0: a stigma to it a little bit right I mean, and, even if you look at movies back in the day, you talk about blackface. Mm-hmm. It was more of like the white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to have a, an actual black actor. We're going to paint our faces and stereotypically portray them as what we think they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's the sad part about certain things like that. And
1: that's not to say, too, because I already hear the voices in my head. Um, that's not to say, too, that there aren't roles that don't have people outside of, you know, outside of the, the stereotypical norms, right? But what I guess we're kind of arguing here is that it's not normal right. to see it, right. right? Like you're not used to seeing it. Right, exactly. um, so that's why you saw a ton of people just super hype about when, when Black Panther fit. Oh, yeah. and, and one of the other things too that also kind of stood out to me as well, and this is another thing that kind of made me tear up in the theater, was um, it wasn't just like male characters. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the film, but there are like three like uh, women that have like huge roles in this. Yeah, that they're film, all badass. Right? Yeah. And it's like, so it's not only do like the little, like the, the boys have something to kind of like look up to and yeah. go like, oh, that's me on screen, right? right? The girls have something to look up to as well. Right. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't know, man. It's it just, it's such an empowering feeling to see. Right. And I wish people could, <laughs> I wish that, I just don't understand why there's so much pushback against it. I guess maybe some people try to find like a, a political agenda
0: attached to it right and i don't think that's always what it is no definitely not at least i don't think it is but like you're saying it's nice to have that representation and especially if it's in both sexes or you know maybe down the line someone that um, you know identifies as a specific sexual orientation and it's that specific ethnicity that they are like even that would be like an extra plus like oh my god like I can relate because now we have a superhero like, you know, recently Robin came out as bisexual Mm -hmm. and like, you know, for someone that maybe likes comic books and didn't feel like they probably had a place because you think of like who typically reads comic books, you know, you think of the stereotypical like straight male or something um, or just straight person in general. Um, But to be able to relate and have certain feelings or maybe even having a transgender superhero in the future would be something great for that community and those people that want, that representation as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's definitely interesting how times are changing for the better. And I don't think we're fully going to get there. It's going to take some time to actually represent certain things. There's just so much we can represent as far as how people identify or, or how they see themselves. Um, but it's a great start.
2: Well, I really think um, as far as the pushback goes, and I, I, I can't speak for... You know every white person, but I can say that just just hearing you guys talk about your stories, there's there's definitely that feeling of like feeling bad, like you know. And obviously, that's that's I think that might be part of the pushback is when white people feel really bad. That it's uncomfortable. It's like, man, we really we really did kind of you know not allow representation in you know in non-white groups, and although it's you know, nobody's fault right now. You know, it's not my fault. There is that weird, like, discomfort. And I think it's as far as people who who have been represented, like, you know, white people, it's sitting with that discomfort, that white fragility that I think people aren't ready to face. And if they're in this group, that sort of embraces being okay with the pushback, then they're probably going to stick with that. But, you know, they have to, I think, get out of their comfort zone and just talk about it. And, that's why I really like this podcast, because I feel like I'm just sitting here learning and I'm ready to ask questions. and.
0: Yeah, and I guess it's not always necessarily white people, too. Like, I think of the movie Selena, right? That was portrayed by a Puerto Rican actress, Jennifer Lopez. But Selena was uh, Texan, they call them, but she was Mexican. And so that got a lot of shit back in the day. Like, why are you having a Puerto Rican um, portray a Mexican? And that's happened before. You think of, like, the movie La Bamba, um, Lou Diamond Phillips' is Filipino, I believe. Um, and uh, Richie Valens was Mexican. So there's always these, like, you know, okay, well, you kind of look like you can pass as this, or so we're going to use you as an actor. Um, but it's, it would be nice to actually have, like, a real Mexican plane, a uh, Mexican singer that passed away or, um, you know, Mexican athlete, whatever it may be, when you have a legitimate, like, person that represents that person, who it really was. That's where I think, like, that's what I'm looking for. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's, it's kind of Hollywood, too. I mean, you have a bunch of actors, and that's what you do. You act. And sometimes you have to play certain ethnicities or roles that are typically not associated to who you are. Um, but it'd be nice. There's just so many actors out in the, in the world that you can go and, like, hold open auditions. I'm, I think we've talked about, was it you, Evan, that we were talking about? Like, they held an open audition for... Um, some movie but they had already picked the actor I, I believe the story goes that that's what happened with Selena like they had an open audition for that, oh, was that for that one? actor okay. but they already I, had Jennifer Lopez ready to yeah, go yeah so they kind of did like the movie it, when it comes to certain things like now that I'm into like creating short films and stuff like that I think of like uh, Emmanuel Lubezki awesome cinematographer Mexican cinematographer like that's representative of like my people you know um and it's great to see mexican actors mexican uh directors or cinematographers actually get like oscars not just nominations actually win them and that feels good like i think it was two oscars ago like i think that was no one was like three or so it was probably like the, three. the revenant i think won like best film mexican director that was pretty cool and I'm like, really, I did not know that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alejandro, um, what's his freaking name? I can't, uh, Enurito, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but Mexican uh, director, um, won the Academy Award. Um, you might know the best get thing got best cinematographer or something like that. Um, so it was a lot of Mexican wins for the night. And that oh. was pretty cool to represent, um, especially for the Mexican people. The guy who did Gravity, um, he's Mexican. Really? Yeah um he did Rome Roma I don't know if you saw that movie on Netflix no no great movie um he won academy award for gravity I don't know when it ever it came out like some award so it's kind of cool it's it doesn't happen very often but when it does it feels good kind of like the feeling you got when you watched Black Panther it's that same feeling of like hell yeah we've come to a certain place in our time that we can actually stand up there with pride and be like Mexican people can get these things too it's like the dream. When, you, when you're a kid, you want to kind of grow up to be a certain thing. And if you have an idol that's similar to who you are, and you see them getting things like an Oscar or getting these big roles or being the superhero, then little kids kind of like look at that like, that's I can do that too. And that's an awesome feeling to have, especially as a child. But it, was, it wasn't very common, at least when Evan and I were young. Um, but now it's becoming more of a good thing. So for future generations, I mean, it's a definitely a plus. It's it's definitely
1: interesting, too, to 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 go back to when we were young. Right. And you think about how like a, a child thinks. And I think that's I think that's where some of the people that I've had conversations with kind of get a little lost is I think sometimes we forget how we thought of things when we were kids. Right. And then you couple on top of that, like, you know, you have no experience maybe in this particular uh situation right so like it's hard to sit there and go well well, that didn't happen to me as a kid in fact several people have said (laughs) things like that to me in terms of when we're we're talking about this right well that never happened to me and i would never do that to you it's like well it's not really necessarily about you right um and that's i don't know i think that's maybe another problem that we have um just as a culture or just as humans in general as i think we we sometimes try to too harshly relate things to ourselves to the point where we can't see someone else's opinion. Right. Um, but one thing that I do find really interesting about this topic is, is and it's something that I only know because I'm somewhat in the industry, right? I'm working on uh, video games and whatnot, is there are people who, who 100% fight for representation, whether it's uh, gender-based, uh, ethnic-based, right? Um, sexual orientation-based. People fight for this stuff. It's just that you never, you never really hear about it. It's all behind um, the scenes stuff. It's, it's all behind the scenes. Um, I think I sent you guys a video when I first kind of got the idea about talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a writer who works for Marvel, I believe. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, for DC. And he was saying that like he had to kind of adjust to you know, the rules of entertainment or whatnot. And I think he said there was like he had a rule of three that he had basically learned working in the industry where um, – If he put more than three black characters on a team, right? Unofficially, it became a black team because Mm that's how the uh, you know, the studio or whatever would market it because there would be too many black folks. So they would, you know, hey, two, two max, bro. You know what I mean? So it's 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 interesting the stories that you hear when you're on when you're on the inside for sure.
0: No, definitely, and there's a lot of it not just in media but also in politics and. Um, you know, even in, um, uh, certain journals or, or, uh, articles you might read, you know, just depending on how it's portrayed, um, stereotypes too, they're everywhere. Um, as far as um, being represented, one thing that does bother me is people that write under the assumption that a typical, uh, specific ethnicity is, this is what they want. If that makes any sense, like, it's like saying like, I don't know, um, like the other day, uh, someone mentioned uh, a joke and they, they like sent something to me uh, via Instagram. And uh, they're like, this is pretty offensive. And it was actually in regards to Latinos. It was a joke. And so they, assume, they assumed that I would mm. be offended. But I actually thought it was hilarious. And so there's certain people that will um, kind of try to represent for you. And I think that's what bothers me. It's like, I don't I have no problem for you sticking up for people, but I think uh, not doing it with the assumption that this is what's going to offend us or these are the things that we want or not want um when you really don't know exactly because you really
2: Well, who was this person also Latino or No, they were
0: they were white. They're white. Yeah. And so they were like, I can't believe this guy said this. Like, this is really offensive. Like, what are your thoughts? And I'm like, oh, well, I thought it was really funny. I don't find it offensive at mm-hmm. all. Like, I have a dark sense of humor. I don't get offended by everything, like, that people say in regards to race. Yeah, speak with me, not not for me. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think that's where it kind of bothers me. And But yeah. I, like I said, I see it, too, in, like, articles and stuff like that where people might just have, like, a general idea of a certain ethnicity or just some kind of history about it. And then they'll write, like, a five-page, like article about like you know this is what they've been wanting and it's like we should have someone speaking for us that actually represent that like you know group of people instead of like someone that's not part of that if that makes any mm. sense
2: but well, i think a lot of people who are in quote unquote privileged groups are trying to sort of navigate like how uh, how to bring about change
0: and i'm sorry if that was ramble like my brain <laughs> no, right now i'm tired but...
2: but i think i think i, I and i feel like I have to ask myself, have I done something like that? Like, I think being white privilege, um, you know, I'm female, I guess that would be the only sort of not privileged position that I'm in, which I know things are changing it, but it is, it is this like, you know, it's even right now, if you can't tell, like I'm kind of stumbling over my words, like I'm kind of censoring myself. Like, is this the right thing to say? Like, how do, how am I inclusive? If, is this, you know, is this going to be offensive? How do I ask questions that don't come off completely like just out of, you know, I don't want to say something that's, and I feel like a lot of people in my position feel this way by no means. Is this like feel bad for me? This is, I think that this is just kind of from my from my perspective and I, this might be a part of why there's some pushback is because it's work. Like we have to really think about how to say the right thing. I will even say like for the longest time saying black was like, we were we were supposed to be like, don't say that word. And now it's like all of a sudden we do. And so we're all kind of confused, but I would say most people I know we're kind of going with it and we're open-minded and learning, but like hearing your guys's childhood stories or it's kind of new to me. like. Wow, tell me more. Like, I had no idea because I cannot relate to that at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you take a look at like the, I'm sure like the toys you played with, right? Barbie. Was, oh, I was, was Sleeping Beauty. Like, I looked yeah, like her. Like, my hair
2: looked like her. I was her. Yeah.
0: All Disney characters back in the day, you think about princesses, like, you know, there was no color. It was no. all mostly just white princesses. Um,
2: I think Pocahontas was, I think, the first non white princess, at least when I was a child.
1: You might be right on that. I don't. Yeah. I actually, now that I think about it, I, I honestly don't know.
2: That's the that's the first one I can think of.
1: The, I know the first black one was the the Princess
0: and the Frog. Yeah, which and I was. Wasn't, I was like in was high Vanessa school. Williams the voice of Pocahontas, or was that I think only when she sings. Oh, gotcha. Okay.
2: Oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, Are we sang that song in like sixth grade for like our graduation. Colors of the yeah. Wind.
2: But I still feel I still feel like Pocahontas is still like a history story. It's not like Pocahontas played your typical princess. I even still feel like, you know, I I honestly don't know the story of Princess and the Frog, but I still feel like, you know, was the position to be a, you know, to tell a story of an oppressed group.
0: It's funny you say that because my favorite cartoon growing up with Disney and it's like not one that a lot of people know. Is the three caballeros. Oh yeah, with the with the birds. Donald Duck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And all oh you
2: just played that the other day, didn't you?
0: Yeah, it's like one of my favorite. They go all around like Latin America and they had a lot of pretty girls <laughs> that movie, dancing. That movie them. was great. It actually it had live action in there, didn't it? It did, yeah. I remember that. And yeah. so I just remember the girls so I was just like, Oh my god, look at these girls dancing. Um but it was very stereotypical. <laughs> yeah. Of like, you were you like, know, This
2: is really offensive, but it's one of my favorites. It I'm is like, a very okay, offensive we're gonna movie. watch this.
0: <laughs> three thirsty ass birds, dude, yeah. Traveling the world. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, just flapping their wings around, shaking <laughs> tail feathers. Um, that was a Nelly reference, by the way. Um, but yeah, no, it was very offensive. Like, looking back, like, I mean, yeah, it's, there's a lot of stereotypical stuff. Like, you know, it's like, arriba, arriba. like, you know, you think of Speeding Gonzalez type stuff. And it's like, you know, the other day, actually, I was pulling up these commercials. I happened to go down these rabbit holes or random things. And I decided I wanted to look at commercials from the 1950s. My God, super fucking racist and sexist stuff, right? Um, there was one commercial for like Goodyear or something like that, where it was like they advertised this tire that never gets flats, that like, or if it did get a flat, you can run it for like at least like seven miles or something, right? And so basically, it was this uh woman that ended up getting the tire that uh um didn't get and didn't end up getting the tire that she was told to get by the like rep i guess and so she got a flat and it was like well you should have got this tire And she didn't know what to do. And basically, it was was like, yeah, if you get a flat tire, better call a man so you could do it, basically saying that a woman Hmm. doesn't know how to change her Uh, own tire and stuff like that. I mean, I don't
2: know, but um, I'm still offended.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for you, it does apply, Erin. But uh, for the rest of the people, I mean, it's not, you can't assume that women do not know how to change their tires. I think I know
2: how to, I just think I can't.
0: Yeah, or like there was like a Xerox commercial too where... um, they basically were saying it's so easy. Even a woman can use it because oh, yeah. this girl in the office, she was like, I don't know what to do. I just do this. You know, it's interesting. I was watching a,
1: a film the other day where um, this woman is she's buying a fallout shelter. It's like taking place in like World War Two era. And um, she goes to the store and she's by herself. She asks the clerk, hey, you guys have any of the shelters in? And the guy goes, yeah, we do. Why don't you come back tomorrow with your husband and we can set it up?
0: <laughs>
1: and she's like, I'm here now. And he's like, yeah, I know, but it, it might be better if I just go ahead and talk to your husband. So just come back with him. And mm-hmm. she she kind of lets him have it. But yeah, right. no, man, it's 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 yeah. interesting how, how
0: things have changed. Yeah, they have changed. That, yeah. And it's like, I think I told you guys uh, that like film, you know, as a photographer, I love film photography, um, but film wasn't developed for people of color. It was actually developed for white people. And they didn't change that. This is for real? Yeah. This is for real. And I think they didn't change that until like maybe the 80s. Don't quote me on that. But basically the reason they changed it wasn't because they were like, oh, we better like start like representing well, color people too. Well, well, real quick, when you say yeah. that they changed it or it wasn't made for, what do you, what exactly do you mean? So color film, it was. It started off as black and white. Then they did like this <clears throat> whole thing where the chemical process actually can make color film. Um, It was mostly for white people to capture their pictures in color. But when they took pictures, they found out when people of color were in these pictures, they're basically silhouettes. It didn't portray color accurately. There's a chemical process that helps you like represent certain colors like accurately. Mm -hmm. So it was specifically made so it wouldn't represent. They were just like blobs, whether you were Indian or Hispanic or black. Literally, if you're darker skinned, you wouldn't even pop up. You would just kind of be like a silhouette in the background. And so... It wasn't until furniture companies started complaining because they were taking product photography and it didn't represent the color of wood that they were trying to sell. So mm-hmm. if they were selling a table that was like mahogany or something or like some random like tobacco wood that was a specific color, it didn't actually portray it in the picture appropriately. So then they started like, okay, we got to change this so that way we can match the colors and that's how they started doing it. And it wasn't until like the 80s, I believe it was Kodak that actually started like um, advertising like, oh, this, we have this new color film for everybody. And it was just like the black guy, the Hispanic woman, like all just taking pictures and being happy. So it kind of shows you like how selective things are throughout history to represent only a certain group of people. And like I said, it's not just like TV or stuff like that. Like it's small little things you don't even think of, like something that you find in print. So it's kind of sad that that's the case, but, um, you know but now we have all sorts of uh, formats for uh, photography do we do we
2: feel do we feel like like progress is I mean I, I don't think like any any of this type of change I, I don't think any social change happens quickly but I guess speaking I, I just want to know your opinion do we feel like progress is happening at a pretty good pace are we Are uh, we feel like change needs to happen quicker are people kind of holding back is there too much resistance like i guess what can we do different and and how do you guys feel about the current situation
1: so for me i think just as i'm getting older i'm becoming accustomed to how long it takes for things to change so i think if you would have asked me 15 years ago right are we moving fast enough i would have said no right I actually would still say we're not moving fast enough, but I would say that I feel like I'm seeing the results of change currently.
2: do we think like it's a generation problem like because we learn at such a young age, people are older, unless if it affects them
1: i I think they it's won't a change i think it's I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a generation change a, gener- a generational change. I think it's people being unable to um they're just not empathetic. I think the average person is just not there's like a there's like a there's a limit to mm-hmm. you know how much empathy you have if it's outside of the scope of anything that you've ever experienced right mm-hmm. so I just i guess as an example a lot of the people that push back for me when i when i would bring up these kind of topics um i could tell that it wasn't a, out of a place of malice right it wasn't that they weren't trying to understand it was just that when when faced with trying to you know compute that situation in their mind they have nothing that they can go back to and go like, "Oh, that makes sense." And there wasn't really a whole lot that I could do to try to 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 get them to make that equation make sense. Mm-hmm. If that, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just it's just gonna be one of those things where you're gonna have to experience it to for it to really click.
2: And for a lot of people, they're never going to experience. I think that's honestly probably so difficult. Just I don't know. I. I think about like, this might be a little bit off topic, but I just think about the whole critical race theory. Like the fact that people see that as make white people feel bad, I think says so much about where we're at right now and like why people are even, even sending that message out. And so people cling to that message and it's so frustrating because I'm like, we need to learn about people who are not like us.
1: And, and one thing too, um, and stop me because I, I will go off.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I will go off podcast. on a tangent, but and we
1: could talk about this on another. True. On another podcast, but I think even with just the critical race theory, I think it's something that's being. it, it is a phrase now, and it's maybe not even accurately accurately portraying what's actually being taught, and it's being politicized so that people, you know, uh, uh, push against each other really. Because mm-hmm. I think it's really a. Um, It is a, it's a lawyer term, essentially, or it's a law, it's a law term. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's, it's a super complicated subject. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not something that like you would go to like elementary school and they would be teaching. There may be aspects of it that are being taught, but at least from what I've read, and like I said, we can talk about it on another subject, on another podcast, excuse me, um, I think I think that narrative that that you know, they're teaching our kids critical race theory is a little I think it's a little BS. Mm-hmm. I
0: kinda wanna go back to what you asked, you know, in regards to are we making them progress? Is it fast enough? I think it's come a long way, but I think it's very selective as far as like taking turns for certain groups, you know. I think that like some people will have their chance, but it's gonna take time. They're not gonna give it to everyone all at once. It's gonna it's gonna be like kind of a process, like, okay, well let's let's uh let's create more uh films for the specific ethnic background let's 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 do this and then when they've had their time let's move on to this people the type of people that identify as this or whatever or like a transgender group or whatever because uh it's taking a lot of time and they i feel like they're not gonna do it like everyone's gonna get what they want it's gonna be a little bit a little bit like you know it's like you are starting to see more movies now with Asian Americans, um, which wasn't really a big thing back in the day. It's mostly like karate, kung fu movies and stuff like that. But now it's like they're superheroes and they're actually like movies like Rich, uh, was it the uh, Rich something Asians? Or, oh, Crazy yeah, Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Like it's all Asian cast, like things like that, that are actually made in an actual studio in Hollywood, not some like studio somewhere else that you've never heard of like legit like paramount or yeah. you know sony even um, some of the foreign films are getting uh, recognition too so uh, what was that movie um parasite yeah, even Parasite, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one one best film.
2: So my question then, and I don't know much about the, the entertainment industry. So when it's I feel like there's, there's... Are you talking about adult <laughs> entertainment industry? I, it can be anything. <laughs> there's there's, there's okay. a lot of representation there. <laughs> Any anything when it comes to entertainment or media. So so when you say like they are, you know, allowing this and, and they're they're offering all these, you know, great representation for these groups that haven't had it. Are, are they, are the people who make these decisions, are they people of color? Are they in the different groups? Like,
1: I, I think sometimes, and I think other times, I, I, I think it varies, right? So I'll give another comic book example. Um, I think we were talking about Enter the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah. So Marvel, at one point, I cannot think of the artist's name or, or, or writer. But um, he started including characters like Miss Marvel. Nerds will know who I'm talking about. Um, I believe Miles Definitely. Morales. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think some other characters of color, right? And the reason he did it, he's a white dude. The reason that he started to back the idea is because he ended up adopting some kids that weren't white. Mm. And then as he was drawing characters mm. he was, or writing stories, he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I do it for my kids. Oh. Like my, These don't represent like, my family, really. Right. I should do things that represent what my family sees, too. Definitely. Right. So it's I think it can vary. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: I just wonder, like, if if people who make these decisions, like in Hollywood, for instance, like, are there people of color or people in, you know, LGBTQ community or women? Are they are they is there a lot of them who are like, OK, we would love to see this representation, but I don't think this is what people are ready to see. Well, like-
1: I'll, I'll give you a really quick example of maybe something like that. Um, have you guys ever I don't know if you guys are into movie poster art, yeah. um, but have you ever seen like international movie poster art? Yeah. So I like lo- look at look at the Black Panther um, poster in China. Look at the Chinese version. Oh. And if you'll, you'll notice that like Chadwick's face is covered.
2: Oh, really? You know
1: what I mean? Or you'll notice that other characters in other movie posters are pushed to the back for some reason. Huh. Or they're smaller or they're something, you, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's definitely people who are like, we can't do this over here. We can't do that over here. In fact, um, in the gaming industry, uh, I heard this one story where a company wanted to put a, um, uh, the game's fable. They wanted to put a black female on the cover because in the game you could create your own um you can create, you create your own character. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, okay, we'll put like a, we'll, we'll do this. We'll put like a black female on the cover. And it was like, it was, it was pushed back. They were like, no, nah, you guys can't do that. I'm not going to allow they you de- do How do
2: they determine like what's going to be successful or not? Like, is it? I kind of they... want to
0: touch on this because yeah. you're talking about like who makes those determinations. Yeah. So when you think about representation, like it's when you think about a movie or something, it's broken down into certain components, right? You have the construction of it. And uh, just to give you the definition, uh, this is the way that media uh, text is put together in a film or television program. This includes the editing and choice of camera angles in a magazine or newspaper that includes the layout and writing as well as a choice of images, right? And then you have the mediation. And basically this is the process everything goes through before it reaches the audience. Then you have selection. This, This refers to what has been selected to include in a media text. You take a look at like, you know, movie poster art, like, you know, certain things, uh chadwick's face is covered um and then you have anchorage um these are the words that go along with images to give those pictures a certain meaning in a specific context and then you have stereotypes these are all simplified representations of a person groups of people a place through basic or obvious characteristics which are often exaggerated um so it's a process before it's actually like put out like that's yeah. with anything right um but when these people are making these, these decisions and you think of like who representing us, it's, it's not a lot of people of, uh, of color or uh, that are uh, minorities. The big time Hollywood people happen to be uh, either white or Jewish people, I think make up the most of like the entertainment business. And they're calling the shots like they're the ones who are like, we don't want to put, put this there. We're going to do this. I mean, editing does a lot of stuff to taking certain things out that you thought were going to be in the movie. And they're like, "Nah, let's not put that in there. Kind of like, you know, Evan was saying about like having mm-hmm. three black people. It's like, no, it's a, it's a group of black people. We can't have that now. Two is the max. So it's it's all a process. But I don't think ultimately people like Evan and I are making those decisions at the end of the day. If you have a, you know, you have certain directors that might be, um, you know, like black. Like you think of the movie Belly. Like that was a cool <laughs> ass movie back in the day, right? At least that's, I, I loved watching that movie. Um, and you think of like the director, you think of like the people that were in there, everyone was mostly like black. And that was kind of like representative, of like, yeah, this is an all black cast, including the director and probably, I don't know who the producers were, but they have a certain saying as far as like, it's their movie, but they still, I'm sure they had to comply with certain things. For the higher ups that are giving them the money to, for the production. To, to get it to pass through. Exactly. Yeah. I think like it's in, like in Marvel's case, right? Like, I don't um, laugh at belly heaven. That's a great fucking movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, I think in Marvel's case, they got a ton of money. You're not, I don't think you're really gonna push, you know, Disney and the mouse around right now, mm-hmm. right? But that may not go for other, uh, other companies, you know, you know what I mean? Um, and even like I said, even internationally, they still kind of bow a little bit. Mm-hmm. To, to, to what they think may sell a movie or whatnot, right? And I think, too, um, and I'm just going to keep going back to it just because it's it's the example that's fresh and relevant in my mind. Um, I don't think initially Black Panther was—I don't know if it was projected to make as much money as it did. So I feel like they definitely took a gamble. Like, right. they took a huge gamble. Like, um.
0: So yeah, man, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to think about. Yeah, definitely is. It's a, it's a interesting kind of feel to be in as far as the industry goes. Um, but you know, it it goes the same for like, Aaron, you're in medicine. Like how do you see that portrayed when it comes to the medical side of things? I do see it's uh very one-sided. Do you feel represented as far as being a female in the medical field? Um, Colleagues, people that you know um you see on t v that are you know maybe talking about covid, how's that represented, or how do you see those things when it comes to representation for your specific sex
2: well i mean i I think that we are still we still have the generation of people who are going to see you know the man as the doctor, the female as the nurse, and it's I've worked with a lot of male nurses. And it's it can be challenging for, you know, female patients. I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, if they do certain procedures or things. But it's still, like, confused because, like, a lot of patients will have, like, a male nurse and a female doctor. And I, I think it's becoming a little more normal now when it's portrayed in the media. I think that there's an effort to represent, you know, evenly. And I, 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 I don't think it's natural per se, but I think that we are – We're getting better at it. Um, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw like a – I'm trying to think like a billboard of like maybe uh, providers, you know. I don't think we're going to see a billboard of like four female physicians representing a hospital system. Like I don't see that. I I, I see there's got to be a male doctor in there. And that's just – I mean, my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a place where that's the case. But I don't feel like it's still going to be seen as like the physician being a dominant female profession At least not yet, even though, gosh, I don't know what the ratios are, but, you know, there's still a lot of females who are who are physicians and, you know, a lot of males who are nurses.
0: You know, it's funny you say that as a kid, I always used to look at I remember having a female doctor and since I couldn't relate being I was a male, I didn't assume she knew exactly everything that I wanted to talk to her Mm. about when it came to like, you know, male problems. And that was my assumption because I was, you know, I, I was like, what do you know about this? You know, you're not a you're not a man. Was this
2: like your primary doctor?
0: Uh, yes. And so I uh, I remember switching. I didn't want to like have oh, her anymore. Dang. And I remember I was like, yeah, I don't want to go back to her like it's weird. And so that changed when I started going through puberty. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> totally have a female doctor so she can give me my physical
2: because you did not think that she knew any better you, you might want to
0: check for hernias again <laughs>
2: you know what's so weird about that is that like male OBGYNs are I growing up in a small town like i don't think i remember any male or any female OBGYNs, they're all like men who were like do delivering children do
1: you see patients really like pushing back against that like having like a a female doctor or a male nurse like are there a lot of complaints in that industry
2: I mean I think the only one that I see is is now that it's like a male doing like a pap smear like that's probably the only like when I talk to a patient I'm like you know you're due for your pap smear you should probably schedule that and they're like well my primary doctor's a guy and it's weird to hear that because like the small town I grew up in it was like there I don't recall a lot of women doing that it was always like the male gynecologist obviously with the female in the room but now that I live in a big city maybe that's the change where we have so many more options where that's what people prefer but uh the
0: doctors also go around with like suitcases to like check on their patient's house basically house to house no not not them
2: but it was I mean there's still things that I mean you know I'm pretty sure back in my hometown there's they're still doing like annual pap smears which if nobody knows this you don't get a pap smear every year it's only once every three years before you're 30 once every five after 30 um but i think like you know things are evolving but different you know parts of the country i think uh, there's just different views on things and definitely has adjustment. a lot to do with
0: society and how you're raised and the things you're shown as a child and your views how they kind of get constructed based off those mm-hmm. things uh, i mean and, and media shows you those things and that's kind of what you learn it's like what men are you know their role or like mm-hmm. the things you should think of like the opposite sex and things of that nature so i mean well like definitely
2: a- like surgeons i feel like that's one like i follow a lot of like female surgeons like on social media and they'll post a lot about like oh you know uh you know i'll be doing your surgery and they're like you're doing my surgery like, mm-hmm. yeah i've been i've been studying for years and i'm you know, gastroenterologist, I'm going to do your colonoscopy or I'm a heart surgeon. I'm going to be doing this procedure for you. And it's that, I feel like that one, I don't know if it's because like it's more challenging and a lot of people still are having a hard time thinking women can like go to school and residency for that year and like still bear children and be a mom and like seeing this whole, like they can do all of that at the same time. I think that's probably one field that really takes people back and that's at least i don't speak from a surgeon's point of view but i feel like i have heard that one a lot even in current times interesting
1: even in my field actually i found people have been surprised when i tell them what i do um even uh my mentor specifically if you saw him he's freaking huge right he looks like he could like he could wrestle he looks crazy looks like he could slap john cena and (laughs) <laughs> and he, and he think about it like, Oh shit, do I want to hit this guy back? Right. Um, I remember one time we went out to lunch and, um, we're waiting in line and this guy turns around and goes, tell me you play for the chargers. And, and, you know, he laughs and he's like, nah, man, I'm a, I'm an artist. And he gave him the like, most, I do not believe you look that like your hand could even hold a pencil. Now, you okay. know what i mean yeah. like it's it's something that it's i still
0: i still get every once in a while yeah, yeah. well you know it took me a long time to be comfortable with a female doing my hair growing up going really? to a barber shop. what yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, i grew I feel up like, like that's
2: like a woman profession
0: well i grew up going to a, like an italian barber everything ah. i was surrounded by were like dudes in the fucking mafia talking about like hey look at the titties <laughs> over there hey come on you know like It was just like all males and like that's all I grew up with. So I for years I would go to this barber and then after that I would go to like another male barber. Um, But then I started getting more anal about my hair and letting it grow out and not to brag, but I do love my curls. Mm -hmm. And uh, I needed someone to take care of them and not just give me a fade. So I made that leap and I was very scared. I was like, oh, my God, I'm letting a woman (laughs) do my hair. And and I'm
2: sure it was fine.
0: Yes, once she started giving me that scalp <laughs> massage, I was all hey, about. We're it. Sold. Yep.
2: <laughs> so I, I this is this is I. Hopefully, it's related, but I think something else we should touch on is politics and like because I, you know, the politicians end up on TV, and I feel like there's a representation when it comes to you know who leads our country and pe- who people vote. I am just wondering, you know, trying to think of other groups that need to be represented. Um, I, I think we just recently had members of the LGBTQ community uh, voted into specific offices. I, I can't remember.
0: Uh, well, wasn't there like a transgender um, that mm-hmm. was voted into? Um...
2: Uh, what is her? I I feel really bad that I don't know what position that she's in. Uh, transportation or something?
1: I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not going to lie. Since guy. since since the election, I've fallen a little <laughs> back on paying attention. Um, I'm a little politicked yeah. out. But I think it's degree. I think
2: that that's huge, Joe. I think that at least for the LGBTQ community, I think that's really big for them. Well, it is and, that's it is
1: huge. It is and, awesome. I don't is the first though
2: they're saying I I I wish I wish we had somebody here who could who could say otherwise, but I don't recall. But yeah, look that up. The other thing too, thinking about uh representation and uh just getting your guys' opinion, do you think we will ever have a uh non Christian or an atheist uh In political office, like president, I don't think that that group will ever be represented. I feel like when I think about the default. uh,
0: Jesse Ventura was the mayor of uh, or no, the governor of uh, Minnesota. Atheist? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I feel
2: like we've got a lot to learn. But when I think about like the default of representation, at least in this country, it's white, male, straight, Christian. Right. Like, I feel like that's what has kind of been normal and so if you go outside of that then you're representing a maybe not necessarily an a press group but maybe one that's not the default group and so I feel like as we're kind of getting better at representing groups that I don't I, I think the atheist group is going to be the one that's probably gonna have the hardest time being represented. So I
0: can't find what religion he is, but he did make a comment in Playboy magazine. Uh he said that religion's for the weak minded. So that's how he's Jesse the Body? It's Jesse the Body Ventura. So um I'll have to look into it. Now if you're talking about president, I'd be curious about that. Oh that's
2: um, I, I feel like we're not gonna see that in our lifetime. An atheist president.
0: I wonder if it's happened in the past. I'm sure there has been. But, I mean, I think about like, but, or
2: maybe just not openly
1: like Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Like, perhaps. like, They've like, like, s- like, I wonder if someone from the past has done it and just like in the current climate that we're at now, the way society is, we're just unlikely to see it in our lifetime. Or they
2: just say that they are, but I mean, uh, maybe,
1: I mean, I kind of wonder about Trump, honestly, uh, but anyhow, the, I don't the, want to open that door though. But, oh,
2: so <laughs> we have a whole list of first openly transgender state legislator, Althea Garrison, first openly gay, president of the city council harry Britt. so there's quite a few that we can actually look up
1: i just don't think they're Uh, spoke about
2: yeah i i don't think that they represented that you know the lgbtq community i just wonder i don't know i i find that just interesting and hopefully in our lifetime we'll see more of it just being normal like I, i guess my question to you guys would be do you feel like there will ever be a time like I'm thinking about like, you know, Pride Month and and Black History Month? Is there ever going to be a time where it's like you ever think that we will be equal to where it, it's just never going to happen?
1: N- not in our not
0: in our lifetime. Okay. So you guys Do know you... Abraham Lincoln? He didn't have a religion, non-specified oh. Just so you know, there's several of them actually.
2: <laughs> there's no way that they actually came out and said that, though.
1: No affiliation. No way. I just wonder if it's just one of those things where, at the time, maybe it didn't matter as much as it does now. Like, yeah. we're we're just crazy. Theodore Roosevelt, Satanist, like. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like te- like television is a thing, you know, yeah. radio is a thing. Like you're always constantly advertising yourself. More people see you nowadays. Social media is a thing. I just feel like, I don't know, I feel, I feel like the way the optics go. What do you guys think about like do.
0: sports, you know? Like there's only specific sports for women to play. There's, they can't play in the, NW, I mean, the uh, NBA. They got to play in the WNBA. Like there's no crossover. Like that whole like representation of like Major League Baseball. Like, what if women want to see someone on, like, the Padres or someone on, like, the Yankees? Like, it's only men that dominate that. And that could be a whole different podcast in itself when it comes to specific genders in uh, certain uh, – or should certain genders play certain sports or professional sports. I, 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 So I don't know enough about it, but I've always
1: wondered about it. Like, why – you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. do feel like there should be – uh,
0: co-op sports or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think that a woman would be able to play in the NFL, like, and I might get like some, uh, feedback negative feedback regarding that but i think it's just physically biologically they're just built a little different than we are as far as men go i mean i i'm not built like a fucking nfl linebacker but i'm sure i get my ass knocked the fuck out quick why does that
2: matter that like why does it matter what you think they're capable of doing other than just letting them be capable of doing what they can do
0: i mean i think yeah let it happen but i really think that the outcome that i see in my mind is there's going to be a lot of injuries (laughs) but like
2: but but they play like rugby. They play lacrosse. Like they women are of being, pretty rough. Like, I, I'm sure woman, soccer. Yeah, I,
0: I would not want to fight like a woman that like was like fucking like a boxer. But are you t- like are
2: that. you taking that that she's a female, therefore she is at higher risk for no. injury? No,
0: I'm just saying, just, just like you should know this. We're yeah. all like your pelvis is way differently constructed than a male's pelvis. There's certain things that allow someone to move a certain yeah. way. Yeah, people are fast. I'm sure a woman can outrun a man, uh, do -hmm. all sorts of stuff, right? They can outdo them in certain things, but when it comes to, like, certain sports, like I said, maybe we should save this for a different podcast Mm because we can elaborate on it. I just think, like, that representation is not there for certain reasons, like, for biological factors. Kind of like the controversy of, like, uh, it was this uh, transgender athlete. He was a male that transitioned to a female and was playing with the females and was, like, dusting everyone, like... Completely, and parents were upset. Like, what the fuck? This is not even fair. Like, g- like genetically, he's still a male, but and he's like the fastest one on here. Mm-hmm. His records were like he was beating him by like a mile. Like, I think it was like sprinting or something like that.
2: Yeah, I I'm stuck on that one. I I really feel like before I ever form a definitive opinion on that, I I need to have a conversation with. a a transgender individual and I I feel like I need to kind of hear their perspective because I think that's it's just difficult when you when you want to have an opinion on representation especially if you're not in that group I try to just hey what am I missing like help me learn what I mean I, I know that clearly we all have that same concern So why are transgender people fighting so hard to continue to have that equality? Clearly they're not going to be like, so we can beat you guys and be unfair. Like clearly they know more than, than people who, who don't, who don't identify with them. So I just feel like we need to have an open mind.
1: I feel like to a degree, just society is set up the way that we needed to be set up currently Mm -hmm. to have that stuff working. If that makes sense. Right. Like, it, I'm kind of with you, Aaron, where I feel like I need more information before I have like a s- solidified opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But I think my my initial thought is always like, eh, why not let them do it? You know what I mean? Right. But if you're going to let them do it, why don't you put them in a league? Like if part of the issue is that like, oh, this dude is – or this woman is, you know, beating everyone, right? And it's because she's uh, biologically a male and that's – okay, there's, there's not a league that she can go into that would – you know what i mean uh i'll uh, give her a challenge or put her in a fair league i don't know it's just i don't i don't know enough about it yeah you know
0: and i'd like it, it, i'm just kind of going off but like you know just a couple of things here and like the same thing i'd like to do some more research on it i think more so from a biological standpoint too when it comes to sports like how different um you know our bodies are in general like are certain things like especially athletes like i'm talking about athletes it's not like an average joe like mm-hmm. you know if if, you, if we went and like ran against like an olympian sprinter like you know a female like we'd all get dusted like you know i'm talking about people that train that are just like professional that athletes. that are within those exactly i get it yeah yeah i get it um so it'll take time um but you know speaking of equality and stuff like women now can be drafted so that's true a- yeah. oh yeah that's true yeah, that so. is very very true and that there's
1: pushback against that that's the thing that kills me about this all this yeah. this 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 subject is like is how there are people who are actively like i don't want women in the military you know what i mean yeah i don't want to see entertainment industry pander to minorities yeah. i don't like it's just uh, so people just 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 take a coffee break bro
0: yeah i think from a sense of humor like people that wanted equality like we want the same qualities as men and now like you know it's like a well, women can be drafted too and it's like uh, i mean we didn't mean that kind of equality like maybe something different yeah. but i think it's great that you know let's be fair all around if men are going to get drafted women should be drafted too if that's how we're you know going with equality i'm all about being fair you know um
2: I think, it's just, I think it's just hard, and I, I think one of the reasons why I think it's hard for people who to, to kind of change their mind on these different roles that people should play, uh, I think a lot of it is religion. I I think really? the evangelical Christian religion, and I speak from experience, is, I'm not saying this is everybody, I'm just saying that typically it's like, you know... Male, male goes to work, female stays home, she has the kids. Um, I mean, in my own upbringing, I mean, my mom ended up going to college. She got a degree, but still, she was a stay-at-home mom raising us. I think that there's just, and I think that's just with that evangelical Christianity, they, they kind of have this perspective, and I think one of the more difficult things that they have trouble being inclusive with is the LGBTQ community. I think that they can't come to terms with their beliefs and wanting to represent them. I think that they're at the crossroads right now where they're like we we care about you. we we want to include you. We want you in our in our church. um we don't want you we don't want you to represent us. like you're not going to be on a billboard being like, you know, lgbtq welcome i mean there are a few popping up but a lots of hesitation i mean i i don't think that's going to happen in like the bible belt in our lifetime there's just no way as much as they want to be like we want to include everybody it goes against their beliefs and i think that there are other things that also go against their beliefs that they just can't shake
0: i think certain things for religion i don't want to go too much in this topic and get off the whole representation um but I definitely think that religion can pick and choose certain things that they don't want to represent. But as far as like how things are constructed, like the man works, the woman stays at home. I think that's just society, especially here in America. I don't think it's necessarily religion that kind of sees it or that's behind all this. I think that's kind of how it's always been, regardless if it's religion or not. I mean, you think about like, you know, it's like uh, you get married, you have the house with a dog and the white picket fence, et cetera, et cetera, The American dream kind of. Um, so that's why I don't think that it's just religion. But, but yeah, certain people can pick and choose who they want to represent. And it's not just like, you know, I want representation from other Latinos too. It's just like I was saying earlier, you could definitely represent and have someone's back. But it's just educating yourself on what their views are, what they want, like actually listening and taking feedback and applying that as opposed to assuming just because you learned about it in a book or, somewhere, or someone taught you in school about it. like It's a little different than actually getting deep into um, that specific group and actually getting all the nitty-gritty stuff out of it. It takes time. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go assume that, you know... Uh, Asians want to be represented this way without actually, like, getting their feedback. Like, what do you guys want to, like, you know, uh, how do you guys want to be represented? What do you guys want to see? Like, taking that poll and just, like, getting that information instead of just, like, well, this is what I learned that Asians want in media, and this is what we're going to do.
1: Or even, I think even even more so than that is um, putting those peoples from those different cultures and communities into positions where they can Tell their stories. Yep. Um, and you know you know what I mean? And, 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 and fulfill those roles themselves instead of people just kind of coming in and being like, we're going to tell you your message for you. For sure. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like there's
0: this new show, uh, Tyke what's his name, Taika, Waikiki or Waititi? Yeah. Yeah. He has this new show out. It's called uh, Reservation Dogs. Oh, yes. And it's cool because it's an all Native American cast. Um, so it's kind of cool. But the same token, there's a lot of stereotypes in there, too, that are funny. But it's, it's like, Taika, am I saying his name right? I think so. Yeah. He's I'm from, not going to he, lie. He's, I don't New, know. he's a Kiwi. He's from New Zealand. Um, so sometimes you might see, like, that's one thing I, I've, I've always questioned is like, okay, now we have an all Native American cast or all black or Hispanic cast, but they're also playing these stereotypes. And the directors and the producers are not of that ethnic background. Are they just doing that kind of like a, we're still going to do it very like kind of like sneaky, but since we're going to let them do it themselves, it's not that bad. Kind of like what I was saying earlier. I don't know if I was saying it in the podcast, but when, um, I forgot movie it was, I'm trying to remember the first movie that came out with an all black cast. They still were portrayed how white people portrayed them as blackface. So it didn't change so that's what I'm saying. If that makes any sense, like you could still bring these stereotypes and now it's like, it makes it sem- like, okay, because it's like actually like Latinos saying it themselves. So it's like, it's not bad if they're saying it, but who's writing the script, who's behind all the stuff that they're saying. Like that's the representation that I want to like, don't bring in stereotypes. Like instead of just having all like native American cast, have a native American producer, native yeah. American, like, Everyone's involved and everyone knows exactly what to do as far as like, this is what we want, not so-and-so from outside this group telling us what to do because this is what's written in our script. Um, You know, if that makes any sense to you guys. I, would I think that think would that.
2: be really, uh, that would be really interesting if, if there was a white director doing a movie or a show like that
0: i mean take a look at apocalypto mel gibson directed that yeah but like Great, good movie by the way but still
2: i i can't imagine what that would feel like like if you identify if you were in that group who you know if the movie was about native american you were native american and a white director one i i don't know how i would feel i'm trying to imagine what that would feel like but like you're taking credit for representing us and I don't know. I, what would you, if you could put yourself in that position, how would you feel? Like, are they doing this so they look good, so they feel better? They're taking pride and being like, look what I'm doing. I'm, I'm helping the groups be represented, and I'm taking the credit for it.
0: It's easy to assume that based off, like, what we've seen, but right. you never know their intention. I, it's all intent, right? So is, like, it,
2: is it better or is it worse if that were to happen?
1: I think, it's, I think it varies. I think it varies on the scenario. You know what I mean? Like, I, does the person have good intention? you know are they are they coming out and they're you know um you know over-referencing how much they're you know bigging up the community like are they making it about themselves or are they making it about the movement or you know whatever message they're trying to portray i mm-hmm. think all those things kind of play a really big role in that probably
2: i can imagine like if they're like uh, promoting like a film uh and that's that's how they marketed it like you know film that's all native americans and come see yeah. it like
1: I, I, know, I, know, I know for a fact there would be people that would be up in arms about it. Me personally, as long as I knew like, um, their intention, like Enrique said, was good. Mm-hmm. For me personally, it may not bother me as much, as long as they're listening to feedback and open to, mm-hmm. you
0: know what I mean, get what they need to know. But I wanted to share something funny because I want to lighten it up too. <laughs> I saw this meme a while back, but it was this guy. And uh, they're like, every role, every Mexican role, there's this guy and his name never like changes. It's like Hector in this movie, Hector in that movie, Hector. Like, it's like the same name. Do you, do you know who this guy is? He, he's from, Fr- is, is he in Friday? No, he's not in Friday. That's a different dude. Um, he's in training day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking of the other guy. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the, the in the second the, Friday, no more locked doors that dude. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah. That's a different dude. Um, but no, it's just, you know, it's like, that's kind of how it is. Like, I remember watching movies with native Americans. There was that one native American guy that was in like the last Mohicans and dances with wolves. Like he was in every native American movie. That's all he played the
2: same actor, same
0: actor, same role. And that's how it was back in the day. Yeah. And so we need more change where they can play more roles. I'm sure he has great range and he can do all sorts of things. But sometimes that's all you're, you know, you're typecasted and that's mm-hmm. all you do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it, like I said, it's hopefully it changes, but it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. No. Um, but I mean, uh, they're making progress slowly. Yeah, they're definitely making some steps, that's some the, positive that's steps. No More Locked Doors guy.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. okay yeah.
0: Okay. Um, it's a funny movie. Um, But yeah, hopefully one day we can have some superheroes that are representative of the younger crowds.
1: And I think even more so, more so than that, I I hope one day we can just, we can have these things and it not be controversial at all. You know what I mean? And we can all sit back and empathize with other people's plights, how they feel, be excited with them when they're excited, Mm -hmm. share that enjoyment. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's a big part of it, man.
0: Yeah, that's you know, that's a lot to wish for, but I think it's possible. I think because we live in a society where you're always gonna have the opposers, right? Yeah. And you're always be hating there because it's not about them anymore. It's about someone else and selfishness is what it is.
2: Do you guys feel like social media has helped uh us move forward quicker?
0: Mm, or I don't know. or not at all? I feel like it has is like moments. Like, I
2: mean I feel like when You know, when people well, I mean, there's also like the whole cancel culture, people getting backlash for doing certain things or I think there's so many opinions that can float around. I mean, people post their opinion on Twitter and it's
0: for certain things. I think social media tends to be more along like trends. If someone's doing it, everyone's going to do it for a limited amount of time and then like kind of like move on and forget about that. Like one thing that really bothers me and I'll just bring it up. It may not even be related to this, but the whole BLM stuff. Like I felt like everyone was posting every day for like a month straight, two months straight. And they're supporting black businesses, doing all sorts of stuff. And then like now, complete silence. Everyone's back to their old bullshit of like posting selfies and Mm -hmm. ask me some questions, Instagram, like (laughs) posting these little polls. Like what happened to that stuff? That's why I think things are trends. Like people just jump on shit. And I don't think social media is the way that things are gonna change when it comes to representation. I think they they happen in little, little just kind of small little spurts of.
2: Just, you don't think it it kind of pushed to bring about a long term change? I
1: I think it can, but I think it's, oh man, I, I I think it's a fine line, because I feel like for everything that it can change positively, it could also potentially change negatively, because I, I kind of feel like, it, I, for the most part, I feel like. It's a loud minority that people pay attention to on Twitter, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if when someone says, I don't know, the people who maybe canceled Zack Snyder or not Zack Snyder, or whatever that director was for um for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Gunn? Yes, when they canceled Peter Gunn, right? Or Peter Gunn. Oh my God. <laughs> Lord Charique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lord Tariq. Oh my God. James Gunn. Um when they canceled him, right? Like Is there really a large majority of people saying, oh, James Gunn is a, you know, he's a misogynist asshole or whatever it is that he said, right? Or is it a very loud minority that is propelled by the medium? Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so I I don't, I I 100% will say that I do think social media could be a help, but I also think in that same instance, it can also be incredibly hurtful. Mm-hmm. and James Gunn actually is, will be an example for that where loud minority got him thrown off of a movie because yeah. they felt he said something stupid. Right. Yeah. And it's probably like, it's probably majority of the world is like, what? Like I want to see James Gunn direct this movie. So I I don't know. I'm mixed on the social media thing. I think it has its pluses and its bonuses. I feel like, or, uh, I minuses, feel like there's
2: me. just a lot of like reactions that are happening and maybe just I don't know I'm just throwing this out there but like just the exposure of like we do need more representation um, is it kind of got the ball rolling and now we're kind of in the midst of chaos where it's like we're, we're tugging and pulling like one way or the other it's like now you're canceled or you're doing this too much or you're not doing it enough and it's like maybe it'll settle but at least like we kind of Got the ball rolling.
1: I, I So in that instance, and I guess that's what you're asking. So my yeah. apologies. Yes, I do think it's been a big help. Yeah. Right. Like but without
2: but, it, like without social media, I feel like how would we know that like very certain true. groups were suffering? And I feel like information yeah, travels so much quicker.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I was going to say is like it's so immediate and it's right there. So it's definitely a plus. But just like social media in general, it can have its negative consequences, too, mm-hmm. and affect or hurt. Um, but yeah, I definitely think social media is very helpful. It's just people don't know how to use it for the good. Sometimes they just want to go and start shit and then you get canceled or things don't kind of develop the way that you think they would because people are quick to shut you down or just kind of disagree or to have a lot of pushback on certain things. And then you have this big old supportive group, like not wanting to have, um, you know, an all black cast on Black Panther, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's unfortunate, but it's one of those things like where it's 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 just kind of like uh you just never know with social media. But I think it's definitely a plus to have. Yeah. Yeah, def- no, definitely. It's also a great plug to throw out there. You can find us on uh Instagram <laughs> E53 Podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh that's all we have. Unless you guys want to add any more before we uh cut it off and call it a night it's been a long week so um i've been kind of moving around squirming the audience does not know that my lower back's kind of hurting (laughs) i squatted today and going back to the whole like uh you know females not being stronger than males and for certain Mm -hmm. sport athletes i'll tell you what some girls are very strong and they're stronger than me because i was squatting like a bitch with like two 10 pound plates and this girl was like just racking it up It's like shit <laughs> so i had to go into the other room by myself so she wouldn't make fun of me yeah <laughs> I have and, to now, say between and me. now my fucking back hurts from that
2: <laughs> i have to say between you and i who who complains more about being in, in pain all the time
0: well, that's because I push myself harder. When oh, you're just, okay. When you're just barely you're just walking tough on the treadmill, Aaron, oh. you're not going to injure yourself. That oh, much.
2: I don't lift weights or anything. I don't do squats.
0: I mean, if you call it two pound dumbbells weights, then, <laughs> oh, I guess. I,
1: I will say this actually. This is this is funny because I just literally seen this video. Have you seen that? Um, those little TikToks where uh, dudes put on those like pregnancy things to experience oh, yeah, the it pain yeah. them
0: and stuff. And there's
1: this one where they have the the boyfriends doing it, and then the girls are doing it. Oh yeah. And the girls are like, they're like just
0: walk around like everything's normal but the dudes are like crying yeah it's like uh i mean women give birth to children that's that's a big thing i don't think i would be able to do it so women can deal with a lot more pain than men
2: i mean if if i ever get pregnant have a child you know I'm gonna struggle.
0: Aaron's a big wimp. You know Gee. I'm gonna struggle.
2: My pain tolerance is I, zero. Like, can you
0: massage my shoulders? I barely touch her. She's like, ha, 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 ha,
2: ha. but I can lift weights, so there's that.
0: Yes, your small two pound soda cans.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on I that, can look pretty heavy. Yes, babe, you are a strong woman. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> so on that note, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. This is Enrique. I'm Evan and Aaron. Adiós.